Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You're listening to the Law of Attraction Radio Network. We have begun a new calendar and another 25,000-year cycle as we journey into a new realm of reality through the windows in your mind. We now begin with the knowledge of humanity and its divine origins from intergalactic conversations from the past and present. Let us look through a window into the ever-evolving consciousness and explore new possibilities with our place in the cosmos and the quantum world. Grandmother Parisha of Cherokee Heritage reveals the wisdom of the ancient past that will lead us into a peaceful future. Experience the love and peace through the exceptional wisdom of Grandmother Parishat as she shares science and ancient knowledge merged together to benefit all of humanity. Greetings. This is Windows in Your Mind, and this is Parisha, your host. And we will be talking back and forth, and you'll be actually share with me some of my chatter and some of the many things that goes on in a day of my life and in the world that I live and have my being in. So right now, this is the season starting spring and right into summer, that those of you who have been on the show with me for a while now know that this is when I travel and I'm constantly in a lot of ceremony. So it's not always timely for me to involve myself and get back into the technical world and get the show up and going but believe me in everything that I do I make you a part of me and a part of what's going on there and a lot of the things that are showing up now and what I'm watching as we're unfolding and many many uh, people call in for information or contact me or find me along my way and, and bring a lot of life's current situations And what I've been looking at is just how hard it is to actually help people get the grasp of what is reality and what is whatever we see. Whatever we see and whatever we really make of what we experience as reality. And what I am so jacked about and happy about is just how many people that I meet that are that are really in serious position and process of discovery. I mean, you know, more than ever I've seen in my 78 years, I see people who are absolutely devoted and committed to becoming enlightened and to have what we would consider expanded consciousness. And I, I see them working diligently with many people's processes There are a tremendous amount of great teachers out there and actually a lot of technical things that can help as well as particular teachings and practices that can help. And it's all geared to the, you know, the individual need of everybody. So there isn't anything I can say that one person's is and one person's isn't. It depends on you and what you need and where you're at. So if you haven't found what's working for you, just keep looking because it's there, okay? And then when you do, seriously work through it and apply it. And what I've actually come to see over the last several years is usually you pick it up in pieces. Like for a while, this will be working and then something else will come in that's actually an extension to that or a stronger direction in that. And so you may find yourself, you know, particular following one path and then needing to get further information on another and all of that is acceptable you know it's a matter of you staying stable meaning that you are focused and that you know what you're doing so the question that you answer is what do I want and when you understand what you want the what then you actually begin to make decisions that help direct you to that and the universe helps because then it brings things to you then the unknown begins to become 
very involved with you being creative and finding what you need. But then we have to look at, you know, the when I when people ask, so the world that I live in, especially the ceremonial life that I have with most of my indigenous families and the particular cycle of seasons I go with, we don't live in the world that the day, nine to five consciousness is, okay? The particular reality of materialism, you know, we've had teachings for how many eons now from the East and a lot of the advanced teachings of meditation that constantly try to help us get involved with detachment and actually understanding that when we have relationships that we're always using those relationships to actually determine our answer, our, our you know, outcome or or the process of commitment that we make to other things. So when people come to me and they say they're looking for, you know, love in their life and they're looking for a partner in that, my first question always is why? And if it's that you think that person's going to come with answers to your present situation and solution, that's not going to happen. It's just going to complicate it. And as the universe is wise enough, it'll continue to bring enough of the other situations that you'll finally get the word this is really you and this is yours to do and no one else can make those decisions or make you happy you have to find and discover that within yourself so when we come to particular places like when the there are wonderful and fabulous turnouts now to many of the ceremonies i mean the ceremonies are usually very well attended by what i would consider seasoned people that have lived and actually live daily in the life of Nuwati or the medicine way. So usually the ceremonies are attended by the people very much involved in that, and that is their life. And then, you know, then there are some that come that are interested or actually trying to see how that may fit into the life that, you know, that they are seeking or living or that, that may have answers for them. And so those are the, we consider those are the newbies, and sometimes they stay, sometimes they don't. Sometimes it's too much work and not enough return on what they want. Whatever, it's okay, you know. If the seeds are planted, they'll find the place that it takes root sooner or later. And then there are those who've gone away and come back, you know, after they've gone and said, okay, this is a little bit too, you know, restrictive, whatever. Then they go and they come back and they say it's not restrictive at all. It's very focused and it has a certainty and that's what I'm looking for. So then, then there's progress made. But then, you know, like the teachings of what we do in spirituality are totally based on the truths of what we're learning and what's known now as the quantum studies, the studies of quantum. Okay, and realize that those studies, as I remind you quite often, is well over a hundred years that information has been available. And a good 55 years or better that I began to teach it, and a few others were actually working programs from them that are quite popular today. Nobody really was in touch with the general spiritual community, really wasn't working with it or hadn't really come to grasp it. And like now, the beauty of it, and I am so happy that it's happened in my time, is that it's everywhere. I mean, you, you know, it's, it's not just the spiritual community that's actually finding and discovering through it. It's the everyday people in the, you know, the nine-to-five world and the people who have particular religious paths and churches of identity and stuff. It's everybody is, is actually affected by these particular wisdoms now, and this is great. And I'm still finding that as, you know, the flow of how I live in life and how I just, you know, happiness is happiness. It is, it's exactly what it is and, and, and daily it's there, you know. And then when I constantly have people want counseling for this or that, I don't know so much of my life these days is involved in the counseling. And there was a great period of time to where teaching abundance and wealth and all of that was a greater part of what people needed and yes I was very active in that but more than than focusing on those minor situations which are truly minor 
when you finally realize that all you really need to do is find yourself and get in touch with what that is, what it truly is, what self is. And in that, there's some very practical things that have to be dealt with. But even more than what we will consider the practical things, they're going to be the things that take you outside your five senses and your beliefs. Because you cannot take the path of quantum and stay in any rigid material belief of all of the blaming, the accusations, the negative, the being against, or finding fault with anybody. There are people in the world that will teach you. There are people in the world who you will feel less comfortable with than others. And that's all just a matter of life and need not be taken any more serious than determining, okay, it's just not right. It's just not going to work for me this time. Fine, go on. Need not make people wrong. Just you, you know that there's something else that you have to do. That's all. Okay. But now when we've come to getting, grow, I call that growing up because to me in the years I've been watching it, I watch people do the drama and the drama takes you outside the real power of being self or even bringing your own personal discovery and power because you're still in the field of blaming and thinking that there's something out there. And it isn't easy to start actually pondering and hanging in there and thinking and, and actually developing a whole new way of talking in the mind, okay? And when the only way you could possibly change any of those neurons is actually the inner conversation that you constantly are in with body and mind, okay? And the, the new physics is teaching us to move outside the body-mind because you're not a body, okay, the everlasting eternal you that uses it, has its mobility and actually the altar of a body, you know, that it's expressing and has purpose that's only individual to itself. So each one of our fingerprints are uniquely ours that can identify us, you know, in the swarm of all the other peoples of this earth. So there is something of you that's different from everybody else. And the discovery of that is where life's path kind of takes you. Now, when we're talking about that, I started speaking as we opened the program on the fact that some people are making that harder than they need to. And that's through all these attachments and the particular biggest, I guess, attachment that holds us into... Uh, a, you know, the fixed universe that we've put ourselves in is the one that can constantly deals with everything has to be of the material world and that everything is, you know, manifest. So our reality is made up of things and it's all in materialism. And in that, we're only functioning then through five senses that has to do with only what the material, physical body can register and involve itself with on probably the lowest scale of reality as whatever we can experience. And so what I do, and, and in the work that I do in the ceremonies and the wisdom keepers I've worked with for most of my life, you know, there is a knowing that's there that realizes that the reality of what is eternal is beyond those five senses. And science repeatedly have brought us to where we are looking at that and facing that. I mean, I have very credible, beautiful people that are teaching people how to obtain control of their wealth and actually expand their wealth that really feels that sometimes in teaching people about the quantum level of, of energy and stuff is deters people from focusing on what they really have to do. Well, I, I don't agree with that, and that's okay that we don't agree. It doesn't mean anything other than I don't agree, because I've also watched those same people be very successful in helping some people turn their head around and get things in control and work themselves through a lot of debt and stuff. So that has its place, most definitely has its place. But it still doesn't take it out and away from the fact 
that it is the quantum field and the understanding of energy that finally makes that a permanent situation in our life. Because as long as it still stays in the material context or in just the physical existence of things and materialism, it's always in jeopardy. And that can be changed by whatever the emotional body of oneself is doing and what, what your particular drama is of whatever phase of life you're in. And when you start really just dealing with reality as what you can understand and come to in what were considered the quantum studies, okay, then, then you have control. And that control is when you begin to understand the importance of taking command and knowing that Creator's given you the mandate of con commanding what needs to be real. Okay, so I realize that as I'm saying that, the many times I've taught this over the last four or five years that I, I'm probably losing some of you. So I'm going to come back and come at this in a different way. Okay, just to get a chart, go into any bookstore and buy a chart of the whole body. You know, like you can get those little eight and a half by 11 sheets that usually you can put into a notebook binder that shows you the body in its totality and kind of has it in slices to where, you know, it takes you from the most inner part of our bodies right out to the skin level of it, okay? And as it cuts you and moves you through the slices, it's showing you all of the particulars of what our body is, okay? You know, I don't feel that you will ever understand anything more that has to do with being beyond your five senses until you truly understand the magnificence and the intelligence of what we call our bodies. And the very uh, expanded process of coming to understand the, that the body itself as we live in it is actually the universe. So we've had many studies over the years that says you're not in the universe, the universe is in you. Well, if you explore the body at that level and with that quest in mind, you'll discover many, many things about yourself and a whole lot of different perspective on how you look at your life and yourself. Because look at the, the fact that this body of itself from birth and into whatever state of time you consider yourself now, that it's just functioning and moving you through that. And I mean, you get up every day and what your interaction with it is what? Maybe take a shower, prep and groom it, you know, dress it fashionably or not, whatever. And you deal with it in bulk, in just mass. And, and then you take it out into the world and you move around with it and all the time that you're doing that, all you're relating to is it. Okay, you're not relating to what it is that is letting it move and actually giving it distinctive direction on how to go about whatever you're going about in activities of your day. But when you understand how the heart plays in that and how each organ plays in that and how the very anatomic level of your body is making things work that you don't have to, you know, you're breathing, your heart's beating, and everything is working without you having to take time and making sure that everything's going along. It's just there. And so when you really start really looking at your body and the structure of the body, then you have to realize the great enormous intelligence that you are made up of. And when you begin to understand then how one organ assists and has to work in harmony with the other in order for you to have health. But there is this agreed understanding of how all is interconnected and interdependent nonetheless on each other. Because if any one of them does not function according to need and in flow with the rest, and you have a critical You're not really looking at your body as, as an altar. You're looking at it as what? 
and and I get so much so many different answers is that and so in our world in the indigenous way of spirituality and the way I've been taught and the many teachers and beautiful scientists that I work with that is an altar no different than you going into a church and going to the front of it and kneeling and saying that you are in the sanctuary and that this is an altar that you're kneeling at. Well, what you are is an altar that walks around constantly engaging and expressing the I am. So the macro and the micro meet right here in this body. And so the... I guess the biggest challenge that you're going to have is, okay, just accepting that that's all there. And that that in itself is the step into quantum that you can take. So in that, you have to realize that's all performing in this miraculous way. And that every cell in your body and how many trillions of cells that your body is made up of that every cell in the nucleus of that cell, every one of those cells is a total identity of what your whole body is, what you are in totality, every cell. So there's like trillions of duplications of you in the cellular part of your being. And all holding in harmony the same perspective so that you're visible and move about and do all the things that you consider physically capable of. Okay, and then when we begin to look at the cellular level of our body, we have to carry it on again then to the atomic level. And then when we get into the atomic level, we have to look at the electrons and the photons. And the reality of all life, no matter how you want to make it physical and dense, all life is nothing other than osculating photons. So how do we then see all of this as material and a world that's made up of things. It's because each one of those things are simply osculating at a frequency that does a projection. of it, And it's a field. It's just a, still a field of energy that you are seeing, okay, not through your eyes, but in the brain, and it tells you and circulates how you will interact with it and how you declare it so. Our eyes do not see. You need to study more of that. And I, I, I realized when I went for my eyes exam to see if I was going to need glasses or not, and this person had actually been following me on the Facebook, and so as we were talking, uh, she had said to me, I had a real problem with you posting the fact that we... It isn't that we see through our eyes because we do see through our eyes. And I told her, well, you need to research that more because that does not see. It actually gathers that information and runs it through the brain and it is the picture that the brain gives us that we say we are seeing. Well, she's come back to me over the two years of being back and forth trying to see how I could possibly work with a a set of glasses that would help me focus on a page without seeing just pepper dots and pixelations on it. But anyway, she finally got the understanding of that. It's your brain that sees. In other words, what you say you see is what your brain has given you to interact with is that. So we're making it harder trying to get out of body-mind and into mind-mind where we can have the experience of quantum without so much freaking out and, you know, questioning and doubting and actually even poof-poofing it, walking away. Okay, it's because if you're not really involved in the sciences of this and following how it really becomes practical, then you will put it aside and poof-poof it because it can't make any sense to you until you do start putting it into context. But you're making your growth and your success is so much harder because it's all about out there, not about in here. Okay, and as I've said to you, just getting to a a take on the anatomy and physiology and chemistry of your body 
and then understanding how that's all working and how on the cellular level you are about to have you're made up of of reflections total reflections of yourself trillions of times you have your own army your own nation and so we begin to discover that you know it's not through our genealogy that we pick up our family tree and that we're destined to live through something because we inherited it or whatever. Those things are changing as well. And so there's so much rapid development on helping us understand the true nature of what we consider our physical existence that's going to actually keep leading the what I would consider the mass society down the same roads that you and I have been studying for most of our life or living all of our lives. And that's the realization that it's all an illusion. And that when we come to believing, and I mean the larger mass society used to be very thick and dense to this, that density is thinning out very rapid. Even though we still have a great large number of the population living on the calendar and on the clock on the wall. They're starting to see and there's little glimpses of things that leave a question and, you know, those seeds are starting to find when people stop and start thinking about it then they walk away from it because it makes no sense. It doesn't sound like it, you know, has any real practical truth in it and then they have to come back because it does... Here's the thing, once those seeds are planted, a person can never be at rest anymore because there has been an awakening. And that awakening will keep coming back seeking a greater understanding of what they're perplexed and and not seeing. And I think most of us that teach from the spiritual perspective of that understands that it isn't about always realizing that people are very grateful for what you've taught them and what's what your particular uh, maybe gift is or whatever your particular seed is in their life they you know it still works so what we're going to look at then okay so when we start getting into that okay we start realizing that there's so much more to it and that we then come back after seeing the magnificence of the body and all of that but then we come back and in the quantum perspective of it we have to start looking and investigating it now as an energy and realizing that the only reason all of these individual things that I had you just look at in some kind of picture showing you the whole body, its systems, and so forth and on. It's simply just an explanation of all the frequencies that are actually moving and having their existence in what you're calling your body because the liver is only a particular frequency. That's why it is, does it look like the kidney. It's made up of different cells moving at different frequencies, so it's individual in the body because it has an individual purpose in the whole mechanism and system of health and well-being. But each one of those individual things that you're exploring in the anatomy, physiology, and chemistry, okay, is actually just helping you understand then that those are all parts and things only because they are osculating at a particular frequency that gives them a different identity than the other or the whatever. And then then when you take that thought and understand then that's how all of this is working and that you are an energy seed, you're a source of energy and that you have a field of energy that you exist in, that the body exists in, it's surrounded by an egg and an auric field that of itself is actually part of what this body is. And that everything that goes into that 10-foot egg that you live and exist and have your physical world in actually is in effect always with the body. And that the reason it's the unseen part of it is simply because in your brain you've not accepted that it's there. And that as we continue to study and we continue to ponder it and as we continue to investigate it and you continue to hear the sciences explaining it, 
you become more adapted to it, more adept to the pursuit and understanding of it. And then the experience of it becomes all the proof you need. And you're already doing that if you're a serious student and you're seeking in a very serious and determined way. You're having your moments. And in those moments, there's this this experience that you have that it's right there and you can grasp it. And then you go into the doubting mind and you go into the analytical part of it, trying to put it together with something else that you thought, and then it's gone. And when we begin just to be and accept, and we continue to bring ourselves back to that, then we be, it becomes more expansive in the experience that we have with it. And then things begin to work. You know, things begin to actually make sense. Okay, and, and it's at that point an understanding of how you control that. The other part of this that I'm going to touch on, which I think can be very sensitive for some people, and I need you to understand here, I'm not anti-religious of anybody's beliefs. If your beliefs and your practices and your way of worship truly gives you peace and strength and helps you understand that to love each other is all any religion is teaching and the base of all faith, then you're fine. Okay, but in some religions, this science is considered evil and unacceptable. And I don't, I'm not going to go into the why, the what fors, and the purpose of all that. Other than what this science does begin to point out very clearly is that you are of God. No different than all scriptures say that humanity are the, is the children of God. And I don't know how the religions bring that to you or how all your various experiences that would be okay so on one hand you're being told you're a child of God and on the other hand you're being told that's blasphemous for you to even entertain that you can actually communicate be involved with God or actually have the mandate from God to command creation so you're going to have to work through all those things yourself and like I said there's just many many steps that one has to take to get into a place to where they can truly understand that most of the messages from whatever prophet that is at the base of whatever religion that you're studying has also taught as clearly as did Jesus Christ and Buddha and the rest that actually say that you, you which are accepting them as your true prophet must be better and do more than them as I am, you are, and better yet, you are to be. Well, if you think about that, that's just intelligent, right? Because then when you have learned all that there was to learn of this wisdom, and then as things are in, always in what we would consider evolution and things are growing and more is coming, then you begin to understand that Whatever, whatever particular at that time that was, now you have come to know more. But then what I have found, and again, like I said, I know this is a touchy subject, and, and I have no problem if you need to express yourself and even have anger that you need to bring to me through the media and stuff that's available to communicate back. Go ahead and do that. I, 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 I want you to feel free to express yourself. But at this point... Let me put a few questions in there for you to mull over and think about, okay? All right, so with everything that you've been taught and when you read all the scriptures, and I am talking about all scriptures, not just Christianity here, okay? There are extraordinary things that all of the scriptures teach that used to be or was or happened. And yet... In today's world, those things are not part of what your world can be, and you are not allowed to entertain that being something that you're capable of. So it sort of has divided that this was the divine, and whatever it is of whatever your origins are is not part of that. And if you study the scriptures, there's nothing real to that. The scriptures all say 
that you are divine. And if you're divine and you are this child of God, then you become God. You grow up and become gods. And what do we call God? Well, we describe what we say God is by giving it descriptions of love, forgiveness, and so forth. Well, okay, fine. Is that how you're living? Is that how you're demonstrating it? And that, that's the question I ask you. So whatever your beliefs are and whatever it is that you have truly accepted as that belief, does it bring you to being a more tolerant and expansive and loving person? Because the only rule, the only law, and I have studied them all, and at 78 years old, I know that I know what I know on this. The base of all religions is based on love one another. And if we're going to love one another, then we have to get away from the judgments. We have to start resolving the boundaries, the borders, and the walls, and, and the prejudices, and everything else that has taken us so far from that understanding. And if you're not looking at, and, 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 and I know this is challenging, and I don't care if you take it to your clergy people. I am constantly an audience and challenge with the clergy bringing me their own side of the story, and I, and I don't have fault with that. But I have questions. And it's like, if I am a child of God, how is it blasphemous for me to then seek to be godly? And if I am to be better yet, and I am following everything that I feel has been taught in what it was historically handed down. Why is that not acceptable? And when we say that in a world where we see everything is in the threat of war and there's people being killed and there's such suffering and there, you know, if you get out there and you listen to the news, it's like, you know, oh my goodness. And in a world like that, you know, is the fact that you feel less than God going to make a difference here? And if you feel that you have no control over that, how much courage and power will you be able to actually help in the changing of that? And if love is the only and one law of all creation, then we have to begin to make that happen ourselves, not our leaders. We have elected a bunch of bullies that are sitting around tables discussing whose power is better and who can and who can't and controlling and everything else, okay? Well, it's everyone's goal, and, and I don't care what country you are, and if you're politically wise, you know that everybody's playing the weapon game, and there's no win to that. So we've got a bunch of people sitting around saying that they are actually serving your interests and mine, that actually would even entertain that war would be an answer and that we would be better off for it. So there are some things that we have to intelligently look at is my point here, and I'm going to get off that because I can get pretty wrapped up and excited and all of that, okay? But the point is, is when it comes back to you and you are living in a reality that is going to affect the space your space is in because then all other space connects and has some in involvement with your space, then we all need to be practicing from a place and living at a, a level to where we do know that love one another is the key to health, wealth, and happiness. And that everyone be equal in that, regardless of what their lessons, their karmas, or the whatever else you take into consideration. And to understand purpose Everything in itself it has purpose. And only when you understand energy does that make sense to you. It's not going to make sense in you thinking that there is an out there. Because the out there is all having its own individual experience in the bigger picture of everything. And your perception of that's only going to come from your beliefs in the inside world of what you are. 
So when we want to get into seeing that time is an illusion and that materiality is an illusion and that we begin to understand the actual uh, science and what it's teaching us that the quantum, that the field the quantum field says that everything is one thing and then you start having to entertain that and and the complexity that you make of that when it's just really easy just to say okay so it's all one thing so you know i can relate to that that i've made a bowl of jello and i've put a whole lot of different fruits and other things in there but when I put it in the bowl, it's all in, in the one bowl and it's all one thing and it becomes the jello that I put on the table for dessert or for salad tonight. So we start having that point that I'm saying with that is not being flippant. I'm just saying you have to start wherever you can think in seeing how it all, though it's individual, actually comes to being in a field to where it's all part of the same. And then in that sameness, we begin to say that, you know, not, not that I am just of the womb of my earth mother and the seed of my father. That's the physical emanations and the, and the actual story of creation. Yes, you were conceived, you had your intimate time with the mother's womb, and then you come forth into life as you are here and of purpose to live. That's all true. But in most of the world's practicing strong original religions, the children are all significantly, constantly reminded, as well as the parents, is that they don't belong to the parents. That they are of the source. The parents are simply the stewards or the vessel in the emerging of that purpose in that field or that entity. And that children are raised to actually not have that close relationship to where there is an ownership and a control and an almost a, a suppressive environment that becomes part of being owned or just of that particular unit of parents. And I know in my particular practices in spirituality, our children are brought forward at very early ages, constantly reminding them of their direct connection to the source and actually allowing them to, to expand their world at whatever level they want to move so that in many of our councils where major decisions are made, and young people determine that they know and that they want to have a word in that. They're given audience and they're allowed to sit in those authorities. You know, and today when we look at our children, they are actually held to a program that allows them nothing but dependency until they're 18 or 21. And then we begin to teach them when they're in high school that when they're 18, they're on their own. What? You know, do have you let them, do they understand finances and do they understand the outcome of finances? Have they understood the have and the have nots and that there is, you you know, if you want this, then you do this and you, you earn your way. You let them begin to explore their capabilities of creativity. So I, I'm, I'm dealing with so many families that I've had to actually put them in large groups, not individual families. And because the, the situation's the same. The, the young grow up totally being owned by the stewards, controlled purely by the parents. And in some cases, the parents is as bewildered as to how to parent as any, any child is of being parented. Okay, and then the parents have not given them responsibility and actually give them certain laws that they either rebel about, then there becomes all the drama in the family because as the body goes through its phases of evolution, it comes to different places of energy. It actually expands in an energy field. So there are these conducts and these are the, there is this habitual nature that parents usually are not educated to handle, especially if they don't understand energy and they don't understand it. 
in our parents and in our world today, there has been a tremendous void of intelligent understanding and, and the actual knowing of the sciences of eternal life. And so we're looking at that, and, and now we're all on the track to where, and this is the good of what I want you to understand, is when we begin to work with energy, as you lift yourself, meaning you begin to see, you begin to understand, you emanate and broadcast that energy to where there's thousands more that are uh, actually impacted by that or affected by that, to where they begin to ask a question and seek an answer. You know, they begin to come from a very closed perspective on something to opening up to another possibility of it. So us working just on ourselves to be self-centered, meaning to discover what self is, is where you have to begin the work. It's all about you. It's in you. And you have all of this, what you've given into this outer world and that would be, you know, like most of the studies, especially whenever we consider the physical and uh, mental therapies that doctors are trained to give us, you know, we the first considerations they make is that up until you're seven to nine years old, whatever your in physical world environment was, and of whatever kind of people that world was made up of, that's what you begin to live out through your whole life unless you begin to understand that there is an inner you. And then in that exploration, that that world and those boundaries start resolving and coming apart and are no longer what's holding you back from your dreams and visions. The truth of all truths, beloved, is that there is a most magnificent story that is you and your role in the universe. You are of beauty and sound and, and authority. You. You make a difference. You're, you're an element in the whole. That, does, that cannot be. No one else can do that. You're not a particular that someone else can, can take over. That fingerprint says, no, 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 there's only one of you. And, and the, the, the particular part of the recipe of what you are makes a difference. Makes a difference. And in you coming out of that shell, you, you coming into a more expansive, open-minded willingness to just think about these things begins to have peace, a calm, and at some point a silence. That when we say that this is all an illusion, and you begin to realize it's not saying that it's not there. It's not saying that the thing is not there. It's saying that that thing is energy, and it's osculating, and it's actually communicating and telling you and interacting with you so that you have a particular take on what it is. And if you've entered the environment where there are many fields of experience, like we share in a world of nature, we all walk into the field of that frequency with already an understanding or a coherence. It says the tree looks like that, the soil looks like this, the ocean looks like that. We've given it names and there is a shared understanding of the osculation and the presence of certain fields of energy and pockets of energy that we have created by intention. You have created this beautiful planet. You have created this beautiful world. Yes, and we have created the suffering and the sorrow of it too, which comes from nothing more than loving each other. What does it take to change that war is not a solution? care, love. And so what would you harm? 
what would you feel that we are better off if we just take it away from life? When you truly understand that. And that's what's happening. I'm so excited that I have continued to exist and stay in body long enough to see the transformation of this. And the awakening that as we move very rapidly into the sixth and seventh world experiences in the particular unfoldment of creation and history of my people. That we're, we're in the process of the freedom and the liberty of pure intelligence. So those things are there because your brain and its massive ability understands that there is energy going on right there and it's osculating at such a frequency that it presents itself in a way that I perceive it not because I see it but because I have all these perceptors here called eyes that help me pull it in and then I actually have the experience of it and my brain gives me a picture and then I don't touch it. This is the other thing that I, the children grasp this. Oh, I love working with the little ones because they grasp this. I have them touch each other's little arms, you know, their hands. And it's like, okay, now you understand you've been taught that that's touching something. Okay, let me show you some things. So you pull them over to the computer and you show them that the hands and all parts of our body is simply these photons osculating and create fingers and all these other things about our anatomy and physiology and that there's never any real touch that as I put my my hand if I want to call it my hand my hand that I have given a name to and now have a relationship with and I take it and I put it on somebody else's arm or even my own and if I put it on my own, I'm having the double communication because what I laid my hand on is communicating as well as what my hand is communicating to the brain. So there's two communications going into my brain. One from the, the hand being laid on the arm and the hand that experiencing the laying on. But if I touch another child or I touch another person or I touch another thing, I could touch a rock, I could touch anything, there's a communication going on. And there's an experiencing of the energy of the thing, be it be it inanimate or it be active. It's still energy. The stone, the soil, and all these things that you consider rocks and solids and everything, they're still osculating energy. They're photons. And they communicate. You could not experience them if they weren't communicating. That stuff that you think is just sitting there, it's communicating. If you're looking down at the floor and you think there's carpet or you think there's something else there, that's nothing but feedback. That's communication. That's how you see these things that have become nothing more than what you believe you are. I'm okay with that. I'm just asking you to consider now that all of that is energy that you're now communicating with. So then I look, I want you to look into your particular level. Okay, is a desk a part of it? Then touch it. You know, the, what, what is the emanation and communication from that desk? Is it wood? Is it plastic? You know, is, is the paint oil? Is it acrylic? Is it metal? You know, what, 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 what is the what's to with that? What is, what is it emanating and communicating that it is? Now... The agreement that I have with it is how it's going to serve my purpose of success. And if you haven't, that desk is going to be opposition. Okay, and everything in your space has to have that awareness. And you're making it hard for yourself because you're not taking control of that. It's just simple things like that. Knowing that you have this 10-foot space that I'm calling a field. And it's you. And that all of these unseen energy circuits that's moving through it, radio waves and, and cosmic rays and everything else that makes up this emptiness that you say is open in space. No. 
you know, the good of technology showed us how dense, it's as dense as the fish is in water. Okay, and it's working in you. It's all it's working through you. When you begin to accept the all the teachings, it's so popular now that, you know, what's open space in your density is ninety nine point nine 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 and we go all the way back till it becomes point zero one and not even a whole one at that, especially in science. We say it's point zero one, but it's it's not, it's even less. That you are matter, meaning that you are mass. So that all those oscillations and photons have so much space between them that you're not perceiving that you believe it's solid. Well, that's what you experienced then and everything else that's doing the same. Because there's at this point of wherever you're at, and maybe I'm talking to some that have come to this a lot further, I do truly, truly hope that, okay, then you know that everything that you're touching actually exists as a thing for you because it's present in some kind of energy field that's communicating. And it, it will be there because somebody else put it there. You know, you didn't build that desk. You didn't build that chair. You know, you didn't create that cell phone. This is shared frequency this is the shared field that we have and so i'm picking up on the broadcast of that so then i have a determination of that how often have you started looking you put something down the most common thing that we use as an example what is our car keys right you've laid them down someplace and you start looking for them all of a sudden you realize oh my gosh i'm supposed to be there in five minutes i got to get out of here you start grabbing everything and running through everything and all of a sudden you're trying to find your car keys and you even look at the place where it's the most familiar place that you usually put your car keys. But they're not there. And then you're drastically looking in every pocket and every everything. And then you finally just get exhausted. And it's like, oh my goodness, where have I put those keys? And then, lo and behold, you look over there. Right there they are. Ah, look at that. I just looked at that. I know I looked at that. Well, I'm sure you did. But your mind had not picked it up. So I don't care how visible you expected it to be. The mind did not give you that visibility. Why? Because it did not pick up on that energy. Because you're all static and rattled and turbulent with the stress of the fact that you're late and going to be late because you're supposed to be out of here 15 minutes ago. And there's other pressures that put us into that place to where that particular frequency won't stand out to us. But it's awareness, beloved, and it's so simple. If you're just open and entertain and play with it, have fun. It's an adventure. Being in body is such an opportunity and a gift. It's a trust. And it's family and communion. So declaring that everything that's in my 10-foot space or in the room that I may call my office or the room that I may call my, my bedroom, which would bedrooms I say only because bedrooms are probably far more intimate personal space to most of us. But then there's common areas. Again, when you are in that common area, whatever you're using of that common area is personal space to you and you have to have this communication. You have to have these lines open. How is it osculating and what is it saying to you? How is it showing you itself? You know, when we look at beautiful sunsets, which I do all the time, sunrises, sunsets, the beautiful moon, the sky, that's all showing and expressing itself with me. I've come seeking. When we look out to see it, we're seeking. Do you know how come you see it? It responds to you. It comes back to you. It wants you to see it. So it's communicating. If you're looking at that sunset, it's communicating with you if you see it. So if we start just playing with those things, it's going to help you get more in touch with the quantum field. And so as you're touching things, if you're really that particularly 
spiritually inclined, then you're blessing it to be part of your sacred space. And then you make everything whole. This is what I want you to begin to explore and have and come to realize and enjoy. I'm getting a lot of signals right now that says my time is up and that I need to go on and get busy on some other things, okay, and expand my world into another area of osculating energy. So I'm going to say farewell for this week, and it's been a great pleasure, and I will catch you on the next time around. Meanwhile, you have all good things and enjoy every breath. OCO, till next time. Thank you for listening to Grandmother Parisha on your journey to the windows in your mind. For further information or to contact Grandmother, please visit parishas-world.com. P-A-R-I-S-H-A-S-world.com. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.